Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. A lot of movement hot in the streets. We got infielders going everywhere. We got some relievers getting signed and a Mets trade. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. We got Trev coming to you from California and producer Bug Bug Dude behind the dish. A lot of things happened since last episode. It's hot in the streets, as Jake would say. We got some infielders getting signed. That that went just like fantasy baseball, just like, oh, we're doing infielders, and then everyone did infielders, and then everyone's like, well, what about Didi? And we'll get to that. And then we got a nice trade last night. We got some relievers getting picked up. We got a lot of fun being had on the waiver wire baseball. Hey, guys, I'm live from California. Jimmy, I love I love that what you said about the infielders going in the draft. I like drafting a tight end. I feel like that gives me an advantage in the draft. Thank you, Trevor. Jake, do you have any thoughts? I'm a weasel. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just passing a weasel around together. That's what I am. That's me, Jake. I'm Jake. I'm a bad guy. I'm a weasel. I'm a weasel. I leave my underwear on the couch. Um, sorry, but <laughs> BVD's gasping for air over there. Trevor, how, how are you, my good friend? I I would I I don't mind you coming at me, but for you, you to say I draft tight ends early is a joke i do not do that i don't draft quarterbacks early either do not yeah. put that out there because yeah. that's not who i am <laughs> me on the other fact when i came at you kind of is who you are wow deep cuts man jesus Jeez. That, that backfired on you oh, wait. All, wow. all, all time backfire for jake so joke or i meant to, to say raccoon me. maybe we, yeah no i mean we well we'll more we'll raccoon talk than about we'll that. get there we'll get there but first we'll and most importantly for the people i gotta shout out the people sharon rover Michael Sherman, Get Moving, 19, Chris M., Chris Nolan, Jeff Hagen, Roland Sox, Alex Warren, Adam's brother, Holdenworth, Marley Brackett, Yukazi Nakamura, Anthony Salerno, Salerno, Kara Tansel, Julia Santiago, Willie Tobelman, Charlie M., Will Collins, Chris Sablacio, Sablacio? Sablacio. We might have mixed up the letters. He's always in the chat. And KP Watershed, our most newest patrons. Alex Berry. There's, there's, you want to do those? Oh. Aaron Moorfield, Kellen Martin, Adam Thompson, Conrad Reeves, Cole Zwicky, Albert Grazzi, our guy, John Michael Shomers, and Michael Baxter. And then we have some more that we'll get to in next show, but Cole Zwicky is a great... Zwicky? Zwicky. That's Zwicky? a good relief pitcher name. Yes. That icky Zwicky. Zwicky. Speaking of Patreon, we just... We just changed everything if you want to get into the the mix and support us you can go to patreon.com slash john boy media if you would like a shout out on talking baseball um, we have two tiers now there's some perks we made social media accounts called john boy media patrons for twitter and instagram to do just behind the scenes stuff in the office whenever we go on trips and that'll only be for patrons only when we have guests interviews lined up we're going to tell patrons about that guest and collect questions from patrons and we will have a patreon question of the interview so that's exciting and there's a ton of more perks go to the patreon.com slash me to check it out uh thank you to everyone that supports us and i'm happy that we're we're finally making a big effort to give back to those people so 
I'm excited about it. Also excited about how many things happen, Jake. You said, I think we ended last show with you saying, like, baseball's hot in the streets, but it's about to, like, go. And I said that the dam was about to be broken down. And then we kind of got it a little bit. It's and then not- Trev called me a weasel and then doubled down. On yeah. It. He said, I called you a weasel, and it's not a joke. No. Yeah. All in on that. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You can get weasley. Oh, you sure. Got it right. No, no, no. I told Jake you, gets more wormy. raccoon than weasel. I Jake get a little wormy. Jake gets very wormy. I have a picture from uh, Christmas 2013. Jake's full-blown worm. Actually, yeah. it's 2014. I'll show I you. Mean, it's look. like the most wormy he's ever looked. I'll see if I can find him at a time when I'm not talking. Very wormy. Right? Let me you just explain those? the raccoon reference real quick because I feel like, you know, was it a shot at him? Sure. but Absolutely. For people that follow our podcast, I know I have a rodent problem. The gophers in my yard, I'm constantly fighting them. I woke up the other day to my grass torn up in a completely new way with a new critter. So I set up a hidden camera and found that this raccoon has been rolling up this new sod that I planted. (laughs) Just like this. This little paws rolling it up. Do we have the video? Can we post the video? I'll give. Like, I'll is send there the any video private? BBD, BBD has it. There's like, no like you, private info on oh, yeah. the video, right? No, no, no. no. Okay. I mean, like, and it looks like Jake. This this raccoon's hungry. He's looking for worms. The way in my new the way the raccoon is navigating looks similar to me. Like when you're hungry, I assume like yes. I assume you go to the fridge and it looks just like that. I think that gopher was looking to roll some grass, if you know what I mean, dude. So you just woke up and your grass was unrolled in that manner. I had no idea what happened. Because I would, it, it looks like something only a human could do if I was to see it the first time. I think like Teddy was fucking with your grass, your son. And there was no paw print. So I, I said, I have to see what's going on. I set this camera up, put it there, got the video, obviously. I sent it to you guys and just reminded me of Jake. Well, and I, and I like raccoons in, in, uh, what's the, you Pocahontas. like raccoons? Pocahontas, the raccoon's my favorite character. He's very like Ooh, he wants to fight. I don't know if that fight. translates to you liking raccoons. Why okay, not? whatever. I don't know. I'm sure there's a cat in a cartoon I like, but I hate cats. No, I don't think so. I, I think you instantly kill write a off raccoon. the cat. I can't kill a raccoon, right? Name like, the that's, cat that's, cartoon. That's, it's too you big like. of an animal. You gotta think of it. Yeah. Garfield. I don't think you like Garfield. Baseball's hot in the streets. The listeners know that. You boys know that. You gals know that. Patrons, we love you. Are we doing the infielders, Jim? You've got it labeled infield crew. Infield crew went went. Do we and follow got, the money here? I'm going to just read them in order, then we'll tackle it one okay. by one. Marcus Simeon goes to the Toronto Blue Jays one-year $18 million deal. That's a really high AAV, but it is just one year. We'll get into what that means in a little bit. Andrelton Simmons goes to Trev's Twins, one year, $10.5 million. Tommy LaStella goes to the San Francisco Giants on a three-year deal. We're not positive on the money yet. And Freddie Galvis, a one-year deal to the Baltimore Orioles. We do have the shot of the raccoon up now. And oh. It's just funny. I mean, it's, it's grimy. Tell me that's not it's, it's I, mean. I mean, you sent this in the Talking Baseball chat, and it was uh, – I think the younger boys, David and Zach, were scared to... I don't handle rodents well. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I mean that's uh that's live from the Ploof backyard. I also just texted you uh, Jake's worm picture, BBD. Uh, if you wanted to throw that up, so wormy. It's like the wormiest night. he's ever looked in his life. It's bizarre. Let's talk about Marcus Simeon going to the Blue Jays. Okay, we have an audible laugh from yeah. BBD on the worm. It's the, it's the it's the it's not the grossest I've ever looked. It's close. It's very wormy. Yes, I was drunk. I was getting gross with it. Yeah, gross to grind. Simeon Worst. to the Blue Jays. Second baseman, Marcus Simeon. Yes, so he's going to move over to second base. Bo's going to stay at shortstop. Cavan's going to move to third. I'm guessing Vladdy's going to go to first, and there might be some rotations around if they want to. Really high price for Simeon. Uh, he moves to second base. Uh, I'm guessing they. I'm guessing they wanted to keep Bo at short, and if you go get Simmons. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be your shortstop, and then you have to move Bo around. And they wanted Marcus Simeon. They gave him the one year deal. Their lineup is crazy talented right now. The infield's really fun. The defense should be really good. A lot of people have mixed reviews on Simeon at shortstop. I think at second base, he's probably gonna shine pretty bright defensively, and his bat's been good lately. So it's a huge deal. I have. Uh, well, Trev, what do you got on this deal? I mean, I whoever he landed up with was getting an incredible baseball player. I'm, I'm, oh my gosh, yeah. Mm. So if you're just listening on the podcast app, you're gonna have to go to the YouTube to see Hide the kids. It's a bad. That's a that's bad. It's wormy. It's wormy, right? Don't Top right on is the, the wormiest anymore. pick it can get. <laughs> Not a Marcus Simeon ad. Not a good no, guy. Not a good baseball no. player. Let me get back to Marcus. That's really yeah. making me. Nauseous. Disgusted, yeah. Hot. But Marcus, you know, he's... I think it's strange to me that he's going to second base. I love the move for the Blue Jays because getting him in your infield and getting him in your lineup on a one-year deal is great. Um, I love the AAV for Marcus. I wish he could have got more years, but we kind of understandable the year he was coming off of and whatnot. So, to me, it makes more sense for him to go to third base than second base. Uh, leave Cavan at second. Leave Bo at short. Let Marcus go to third base. But they must have some defensive metrics saying this is the move. I don't know why, but uh, he improves that team. He's going to help the young. I keep saying this with all these free agents, but I, because I really believe it to be true. He's going to help them develop. He he was a bad fielder, bad defender that turned into a really good defender, and it was just by work. So he's going to go show them that. And I think that alone is worth you know a lot to the Blue Jays franchise. Yeah, I think that's kind of part of it that mentally sucks about the Simeon thing is like he his whole rise at the shortstop position was a conversation in baseball for years, and then he finally figured it out with hard work, which Trev, you hammer home. Like if you want to get better at defense, that's that's the way. There's no there's no secret. There's no sleep apnea trick. There's no nothing. Like it's hard work. Get in there, and he did that. So and you know in the 53 games last year, he wasn't great at short, but he was so good. The past couple years, he had really good defensive war, which we'll be talking a lot of defensive war when we get to Andrelton Simmons in a little bit. But I, I think that's what's interesting. And again, one year, Trev, you drive this home a lot. Like, there's no risk for the teams. Like, they make money. And for one year, this guy, it, there's a couple different ways you could cut this. His career numbers aren't that impressive. But in the last three years, he's also racked up about 14 war 
which, you know, if you translate that to millions of dollars, that's a lot of quiche. So for a one-year gamble for this team that wants to go to the next level and how much we talked about how these young guys pan out and how that's going to kind of depend what their ceiling is, um, I love it. I love it. Uh, they And a little kind of off-the-field, on-the-field stuff, which I picked this up from MLB Network. I'll give them a shout-out. The Blue Jays, I think they were the only team in baseball last year without an African-American player, and now they've added Springer and Simeon. Um, so they made a conscious effort uh, to go do that. Uh, the Blue Jays, they added Taiwan Walker later in the year, but they started. Um, so, uh, you know, and Toronto's this diverse city. It's one of the most diverse cities in the world. So they're, I don't know, uh, you got to love what Toronto's done. I mean, if you added, if you if we did this last year, before last season happened, the 50-game season, and they added George Springer and Marcus Simeon, I mean, we would be going nuts about it. So the fact they gave Springer the bag and they unloaded it, the fact they only have to go one year with Simeon is kind of nuts, and I do think he had some multi-years offers. We got some whispers of that, but obviously not at this AAV, so he's doing the bet on himself. So go rake, kid. Yeah, I, I love it for the Blue Jays, obviously. Their lineup is amazing. They still need pitching. They did a trade, and we'll get to that later in the show. But their lineup is great now. The business side of this, Simeon takes this deal. He's going to get a ton of money for one year. I don't know the thought process between third and second, Trev, but he wants to go into free agency next year as a shortstop. So maybe if he stays at second, he's at least still considered a middle infielder. Because he wants to go into next free agency as a shortstop with all those other huge names because a rising blah, blah, lifts all boats or whatever that saying is. There's going to be a lot of money thrown at the shortstop position. And if he's the third best, he's still going to – teams will be like, well, let's get Simeon because he's going to cost less than these three guys. So I think that's kind of the one-year deal thing. What I find really interesting, the business side of this deal, he got $18 million dollars. The qualifying offer that the A's could have offered him is one year $18.9 million or 18.5. I forget exactly what it is. So if they offered him that and he turned it down because he was looking for a multiple multiple year deal, then then sign this one. He, they the Oakland A's could have got a draft pick out of this, which are coveted by people. Because they didn't offer him the qualifying offer, the Blue Jays can now offer him the qualifying offer this year, correct? Which he probably won't accept, and the Blue Jays will probably get a draft pick out of this deal. So I think if if you're a front office and GM, yeah, we'll take Simeon for one year and we'll get a draft pick out of him for next year if we don't re-sign him. Yeah, and if, if he's good enough to do that, um, you know, it's paid off for Toronto Tenfold. Um, it, I think it, he's going to want a multiple year deal. I don't think he's going to want to go back to back one. It's going to be really interesting because you know I, I think a team at this point will be able to talk them into Marcus Simeon at second or potentially shortstop the next year. And who knows how this season sh- plays out? Like Bo Bichette hasn't played a full season of baseball yet, so I wouldn't be shocked if we see some Marcus Simeon playing shortstop for the Blue Jays this year. And if he looks solid. Um, you know, I, the question is with the stick, man. He's got the monster 2019. He had an 892 OPS, a 139 OPS plus, finished third in the MVP. He was a beast. He doesn't have an offensive season with above a 735 OPS after that. Um, and that same, that was 2016. So, uh, Marcus, you got more in the stick. Can you get another 800 OPS season on the board? And then maybe you can find your two, three year landing spot or. 
you know, are are you going to be in this one year flyer mode where teams are searching for that 2019? Toronto, baby. You talk about a rising tide raises all ships, Jim. Yeah. Playing in Toronto raises all your numbers. I mean, that's a great place to hit. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I still yeah, I keep going back. Like, why second base? You said maybe they want to keep him as a middle infielder. But to me, it just seems more natural at third base. From a short, for a shortstop to go play third base, uh, the throw's the same. You're on that left side of the inffield. He hasn't had to move to his right anyway. With Olsen over yeah, I, or yeah. over there. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think he'll adapt well to it because he is a hard worker and he'll just go in and just figure it out. Um, but the second base turn is tough, and if he hasn't done it a lot, which I don't think he has, uh, that's something to to look out for. I mean, in spring training, you're just going to have to hammer that and hammer it. But I'm happy for Marcus. You know, I know we talk about money and it gets silly sometimes on here because we're talking about millions of dollars. I mean, the guy put up that season, gets rewarded with $13 million in arbitration, but he only made 30% of that last year. Like, that's ultimate bad luck. <laughs> you know, like your biggest year of your – he's worked so hard, and you get paid that, and you make 30% of your biggest year. So, you know, a nice payday for him, uh, really securing the bag, happy. A good guy, all-around good guy. All the reports coming out of uh, Oakland and the Bay Area about him, everyone's sad to lose a guy like of his – like he was a quality person. So From the Bay, good so he's Toronto. changing coasts. Man, that would yeah, be – Cal. Trev, I know we're not a CBA pod yet, but if players could have something in <laughs> when they hit their RB years that they could either like give money back to the team to hit free agency early or something. Like if Simeon could have hit some sort of clause where he could have hit free agency last year or Oda Rizzi. I play for a dollar the rest of the way. That could be the clause. I don't see that panning um, that's my, out. That's a first proposal. All about timing, man. It, it is, is. It is all nuts, about man. It's nuts. Next up, we got... I would have liked to be a free agent earlier. Shoot. Yeah. Final note. Final note. You mentioned Biggio. He's going to be fun to watch this year. It's sounding like he's going to play a lot of third, but they also want to move him around a lot. They want him to be their super util. Uh, So I think Skinny Vlad has to earn up his street cred to get some reps over there, but you know he wants it. His his bio still reads Blue Jays third baseman, and he lost all that weight. Yes. They're kids. Like his Twitter bio? Yes. Because, like, Kluber's, Kluber's whatever changed. Think about who you're comparing. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know his account. Some yeah. of these young people, you look at their account, you're like, oh, he doesn't run this. I mean, Vladdy's been getting sexy season. He lost a lot. I get that, but he just, I mean, I get it. And hopefully he does play some games over there. That'd be great. But I just think, look, just go play first base, man. Go go rake. Yeah, go be, rake. Become Prince Fielder. All of those guys we just mentioned, go rake. The defense figures itself out. Speaking of defense, Andrelton Simmons. Andrelton? Andrelton? How do you say his first name? Andrelton. 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 So I nailed it, and then I double-checked it. Okay. One for ten and a half to the Minnesota Twins, Trev. The defense in Minnesota is going to be superb. Polanco is going to move to second base. Arise is going to become a super utility. I mean, you got great outfield defense. Uh, it's a good move for them. It's uh, He's going to be the shortstop. It's a one-year deal. Trev, you you were excited about this? Yeah, so I, I actually just finished up a sequence episode going over a particular play of Angleton's. Uh, I had it on the burner, and then when he went to Minnesota, I said, you know, it's a it's a good thing to a good time to do it. So yes, you're right about Josh Donaldson and uh, Angleton Simmons on the left side of an infield. That's like a pitcher's dream. 
having those guys. And I have some numbers because, like I said, mm. just finished up. He has 159.9 defensive runs saved since he came into the league in 2012. Second place at his position is 64 runs behind him, and it's Brandon Crawford, who we all know is an excellent defender. Uh, he trails only Xander Bogarts and Lindor and Fangraphs War during that time. And we know what kind of offensive players those guys are. Simmons' value is almost completely brought by his defense. That's how good of a defender he is. He's he's been about worth the same as those guys just defensively. And you can go on and on and on. I mean, there is it is not crazy to say that this is the best defensive shortstop of all time. There's a chance. I'd, I'd like to see one it for, of the best defenders yes. of all time. You you want to see it for a few more years, but I I do a few more it. years. I it, baseball, you know, I, the wizard. He's got eight. He's got eight plus years, almost nine yeah, years. Yeah, but the, in the two show. the two guys you're going to compare him to have twenty, and he'll get there. He'll get there. Well, that's, see, what that's, that's, what that's what I what just said. said. And you got kind of mad at me and called me a weasel before. Trev, I will compliment you because, uh, dude, I, I love just individual team dynamic stuff. And, man, when Donaldson's picking it right at third with Andrelton, that is just going to be special in and of itself. That's a, that's a very special version of baseball porn, the left side of the infield coming to – my only fan soon. Never mind if Buxton's healthy and center. Yeah. My word. Uh, people like Kepler defensively. Uh, you know, if the Twins with that offense can find a, another identity with the defense, I, I like that as a team for them. I, hopefully, we still expect them to make a pitching move, but I I like it for Andrelton. I have to give Jim some love. I thought some analytics nerd was going to talk themselves into giving Andrelton two, three years, didn't happen. He takes the one-year deal. Would be curious to how his free agency went because I, I know there are some teams still out there looking for shortstops, but um, really fun for one year. And, I mean, you know, go check out Sequence of Trevor dude, Plouffe. Dude, like, and I went through – I wanted to do a hand. good play of his, and I searched Andrelton Simmons' defensive highlights. Sure. You could go down a rabbit hole, and it's – I audibly gasped many times like, oh my God, oh my God. Like he is that special to watch and maybe like underappreciated. Well, only one four goal gloves. Um, just go watch those highlights and you just see he's just a different type of defender. It's really, it's really cool to watch. They need to get Cruz. I mean, you're taking a hit on offense here to, to strengthen up your defense. And the best way to counteract that is to have one of the best power hitting DHs you can have in the American League. So I, I would like them to, if they miss out on Cruz, I'm going to be upset. They got rid of uh, Eddie already. They, the Cruz is currently not on the team. That's two boom sticks. Mm. Um, so they need Cruz back. And then I love, 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 love this move. Because you are taking a hit offensively here. You basically, you have no bat to short the defense, which you can do if you have a guy like Cruz who's not playing defense but going to fucking rake and play every single game. So I, I'd like them to lock up Cruz pretty soon. I think they will. I agree with you. You know, they are taking a hit offensive, offensively with him, but, you know, you can counter that with their pitching is going to be better. Their defensive numbers are going to be better. So, like, it's it might be just like a, a net zero thing yeah. or, I mean, maybe even more. But Cruz definitely needs to be back in that lineup, and I believe he will be. 
And the reason why Simmons is underrated is because he plays for the Angels, which is where you go to fade out and die. <laughs> and someone argued with me that. I don't know if it was one of you two or it was a guest we had during winter meetings. Um, I stand firm on that. You will get no love if you play for the Angels. And that's kind no, of. I think you said that Anaheim wasn't a big enough market for Trevor Bauer or I, something like that. Well, my point was no one cares about or watches the Angels. Dude, it's. The star power they have on their team, international star power. I said it's the dim lights, and it is. You have all those stars, and the lights just dim. It's crazy. Yeah. Next up in the, we're done with Simmons. Oh, the one note I had here is that Thaddeus Levine, oh, the GM for the Twins, which isn't an early settler name. It's kind of like he mm. like built the buildings. He was alive at that time period, but he wasn't settling he land. He was the sexy name for the earlier settlers. No, like the cool names the kids are coming out with now. He paid the bills for the settlers to like live, yeah. but they never they never actually met okay. Thaddeus Levine in person. Okay. He was just a figure. Okay, I can see that. He owned the ships that brought him over. These are Thaddeus Levine ships. Yeah. Anyway, Thad Levine said he was watching. He's a he's a Twins GM. He said he was watching the Dodgers in the World Series. Saw how flexible they are, mm. being able to play so many different positions and change up. And it was a jealous of that and thought we have the personnel to do that. So he actually wanted to get Polanco like out of a fixed position and a rise super util and all that. Well, did and just when we were pivoting off the Blue Jays, we almost said the same things just with different names. A rise goes to the util role. Um, Polanco is going to shift over to second. Yeah. Like that's. This is world. this is the this is the way hashtag Star Wars. Tommy Lastella is going to the Giants on a three year deal. We don't know the money yet. I, I tried to find it, but we don't know the money yet. We just know it's a three year deal. Um I was a little interested in this because Lastella's older, thirty three. He's he's turning thirty two in two days. Okay, three days. Thirty two. Well year off. Uh, and I thought there was a weird move by him, but then I looked at his um, career earnings. He signed a two-year, $3 million deal with the Angels two seasons ago, and that was his first time reaching free agency. So if they offered him like three years, 15 mil, or something north of 10, I think he doesn't care what team he signs with, and he just takes the payday. I thought a guy at 32 that's been playing really well would go – hunting down a, a contender. And then I went through his, his contract and I was like, ah, oh, he's probably going to go take whatever the biggest bag he can get no matter yeah. where it is. I know Trev, but I thought if he already earned like that 10 sure. to 15, then he would be going and searching for just like, I want to win right now. I'm probably, you know, three more years left in my career. Basically he almost retired when he was 26, when the Cubs sent him back down the triple a, and then he came back up. He's been really good on the Angels. Uh, he broke his leg, and then he came back. He got traded to the A's last year. He was great in the postseason for the A's. He's going to go over the Giants and play for three years. The Giants have no one on the books in 2023. Now, like That's like their date. Like, every, like I think that's when Longo comes off. And everyone's coming off the books then. It's it starts trickling off. I think I think even after this year, a couple of big ones. I think Posey comes off the books, so it's they they will be turning over some big money in the next few years. Yeah. So I wonder if he's part of like seems like he's part of like the fading giants and not part of the rebuilding when they have a ton of money. But hopefully the contract is is nice for him. I mean he's a good good player. Trev, I I really want to get your thoughts on this because it 
Each baseball reference page tells a story. Uh, how could you not be romantic about baseball? Uh, Tommy Listella's is a weird one. We just came off of Andrelton Simmons, who you know could could put together a story for best defender of all time. You look at the offensive stats for Andrelton, and the you know it's kind of a you. Tommy Listella, the numbers are kind of nice. You're seeing a ton of positive OPS pluses. You're seeing some years in the 800s. And, you know, I remember when he was coming up on the Cubs, people were into him. Uh, the nickname on baseball reference is 3AM, which I Googled, and it's actually a pretty good Joe Madden. Big OAR fan. They they asked Joe Madden something about Tommy Listella, and he was like, that kid could roll out of bed at 3AM and hit you. Um, which is a pretty good coaching line. I know we're not the biggest Madden pod, but um, Trev, it's it's a weird one. He's only got one season where he played 123 games, and he didn't get big at bats this that year. You like cumulative? I mean, he's got like three baseball seasons over seven years, so I don't know what to do with it. He can clearly hit a little bit. He's had some bad luck. He's had some trying to crack for playing time on those good Cubs teams, and it kind of never figured itself out. So I'm I'm really interested to see what you have to say. I'm interested to see what I'm going to say, too. I really don't have a read on this, to be honest with you. I mean, if I'm looking at kind of what's going on in the market, you had uh, Profar, Kike, and I guess Tommy Listell. They're all kind of the super utility guys that can play everywhere. You know, I think Kike, to me, is probably the best of the bunch of that. And so him and Profar both got $7 million AAV, and I'd kind of be shocked if he was approached that for three years. Uh, but he should be right around there. Maybe it's a 315, something like that. I don't know the direction the Giants are trying to go. They're one of those teams that I just don't know what they're thinking. Uh, but I'm happy that he gets paid. I don't like the story, Jim, of him trying to quit when they sent him down to AAA. Like, clearly, he got over that being like, a, I guess, I don't know what else to call him, but like a baby. I guess it's, I, um, dude, I would guess it's, everyone has their baseball everyone story. Everyone has their story of when, like, hey, put, you know, he, he probably didn't quit. He pro I would say he hyped story. I mean, you put that out there. I don't. Oh, it's just like a line that that I think maybe he was like, yeah, it was when they sent me back down. I really had to consider like if if this is what I'm going to be doing with my life. He probably wasn't. You know, probably maybe he's got. A, I don't know his family situation, but I think every everyone has a push come to shove moment, and then he he stayed through it. Then he broke his leg, and hopefully he got a good deal right now. Yeah, I hope he did too. Like, I don't mean I'm not like calling him names. I just didn't really like that tidbit about him but he clearly got over it he is a good offensive player he's one of those guys that you know you you kind of hear about like on the cubs then with the angels he really kind of found his own maybe something clicked there it's just uh, offensively hit, man. giants are going to be so weird this year again uh their lineup can sneaky hit their lineup did sneaky good last year and they add a guy like Listella and the whole crew of hitters is basically back. I, like they're going to finish around 500 again, which is this weird baseball teams don't do this. I think they're better than the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, and they'll do well in those games. I think they get crushed by the Dodgers and the Padres. And we'll just be doing the same thing all year. Where we're like, oh, Giants took two out of three. And we'll be like, what's it all mean? Kind of nothing. Fan service. Longo, Crawford, Listella, Belt. Is that who we got in the infield there? It's a pretty good infield. They uh they've got options, man. I mean, Wilmer Flores has been kind of hitting and he's on the roster. Longo, Donnie Barrels. Donnie Barrels over there. Let's see it, guys. A Dick, Yastremski. A dick? 
They were the uh, sixth best OPS team last year. It's funny that Longo still has two more years. They're making a lot of money, man. Making a lot of daddy money. Good for him. Yeah. He's the real deal. He's the real deal, though. Like, I'm not, like, he should be making that money. Like, he earned that money. Us three and us four, BBD, and Longo go out to dinner. We're having a good time. Mm hmm. Okay. Oh, is that the question? Yeah. 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 You, you guys would love him. Okay. Cool. So he gets silly. He can. Okay. He's got, he got, he's got a switch he could flip. Okay. That's wow. all I need to know. Yeah. Last infielder that went was Freddie Galvis. One-year deal deal to the Baltimore Orioles. Another defense-first guy. This guy can pick it at short. He's been at short for a while, just bouncing around. Uh, I like this deal because I love good structured deals. It's a one-year for $1.5 million. He gets a 250 k bonus. If the Orioles trade him. So if he plays good enough that they can trade him for a prospect, he gets a little bump there. So the intent by the Orioles is kind of known. Like we said, the Red Sox probably picked up Ottavino just so they could trade him. Like this is like the Orioles like flat out, dude, come here. We'll give you major league at bats for three months. You, you get yourself onto another team. We'll give you a little bonus. Otherwise you're probably going to get benched in uh, <laughs> August and September. I like Freddie, man. I, he's it. he's fun to watch play. He's he's pretty good defensively. He's got two twenty homer seasons in the bag. It's so. a one. It's a one point five million dollar tryout to be on a contender. And they did this with Jose Iglesias last year, and for some reason he raked, which was odd. He became like their DH. But yeah, Freddie, go go out and get it. And man, dude, started in twenty twelve, still doing it. Um, I, a fun dude to watch play, and I think. The OPS is, you know, it's below league average, career 677, but um, I don't know. It always felt like he gave tougher at-bats than that when when he was in Toronto playing against the Yankees. So, sure, Freddie G. All right. Yeah, and he's a good, he's a good clubhouse guy. So, again, say it again. You need veterans to teach the young guys how to act, what to do at the big league level, and he's a guy that they can use for that. I forget when he signed. It was right when somebody else signed, and my buddy John Mioli, who does Oriole stuff, tweeted it out, and he's like, Freddie Galvis, one year, 1.5. It's just quietly. Like, ah. <laughs> Good job, O's. <laughs> I don't hate it for the no, Orioles either. Knock yourselves out. Hopefully you get it. That was my favorite day in spring training when we saw the Orioles. Great internet. The internet was un- internet. unrivaled. It's the best internet I've ever seen. Yeah. And we ate some like ridiculous sandwich out in that little oh, area. What, what's the? Is that barbecue? No, it was, yeah, but it's named after Oreo. Bug? Oh yeah, yeah it's Powell. Bug, yeah. bug Powell. Yeah, it's a bug. Yeah, they got that at the no, stadium. No, Bug Powell. Different um, bug. The first base was. Uh, Orioles. Orioles fans are going to be mad at us. Bug. Bug. It's not it Bug right. Powell though. Okay. okay. Well, anyway, that rounds out the infielders. Moving on. It is Book Powell, dude. Is it? Yeah. We've moved on. A trade happened last night. The Mets and the Blue Jays. Big trade buddies. We got like friends. Three different GMs, but these guys are still trading on them. Uh, and they send Steven Matz is going from the Mets to the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are sending three pitchers back. Sean Reed Foley. Yenzi Diaz and John Winkowski. 
The John B- Winkowski. The Blue Jays are picking up all of Steven Matt's contract. It's uh, got one year left on it, and he's making $5.2 million. Uh, the Jays are picking up that entire thing. So what the Jays get here is a potential four or five. Steven Matz has been declining. His results have been declining like crazy uh, the last couple of years. And <clears throat> the Blue Jays are hoping that the analytics help him out because there's still some good stuff there. Um, his strikeout rate was really good last year. Um, his velo is still there, 95 miles per hour on his fastball, just two-seam fastball. So, like, they still got some stuff. I know Eno Saris was saying that he still ranks in, like, top 30 of, of pitchers for, like, quality stuff or whatever the hell that means. <laughs> I don't care about this move. I think it's a bad move for the Blue Jays. I think it's a good move for the Mets. Uh, I think there was a chance Mets got DFA'd this year. Um, there was a chance, like, he didn't break spring training. And the Blue Jays just went and got three pitchers for him. Uh, or the Mets just went and got three pitchers for him. So I like this from the Mets standpoint. If the Blue Jays think Steven Matz is the answer, uh, he's not. He's going to be a four or five. He's got the potential. I still think the – I need the Blue Jays to go get Odo or get Paxton, and then I like this for them. Because they didn't trade away anyone that's going to make or break the next couple of years for them either on the Blue Jays side. So I guess that, I guess it needs there needs to be more moves. For this, they still need someone that's going to be in their rotation above Steven Matz, is my opinion. Look, you get a lefty that can throw hard like that. You just take him and see if he can make some adjustments. On just a quick little scouting uh, report here, like his, he doesn't throw his four seamer very often, and to me, that seems like if you're if you throw hard, you should probably start throwing that more often. Uh, and it's he doesn't throw that often. He doesn't have great spin on it. So, guess what? He's going to go. Go do. He's going to get a little bit of Pelican grip. He's going to put it on his fingers, and all of a sudden his RPMs are going to jump from 2,000 to 2,300, and he's going to start throwing his four-seamer at the top of the zone. And maybe he figures things out and will be like, damn, that was a really good deal for the Blue Jays. They find a, they found a diamond in the rough. They polished it a little bit, and here he is shining in the playoffs because they've been making moves. I like this move. I was the one that said, I think Matt's is good, and then you guys said, well, he stinks. Then I looked at his numbers, and he has stunk. But pure stuff, yeah, he's he got still stuff. got it. There's something about baseball, a lefty that can throw it. And when you look at his baseball savant, the only things that are up are fastball velo and K percentage. <laughs> so any any team around baseball is going to see that and say, what can we do with this guy? I am going to do something I don't know if we've ever done on this program. Okay. John Heyman had a good tweet. John Heyman had a good tweet. I love that. What did he say? He said, well, for those who saw Matt's, and this is going back a little bit, as a non-tender candidate, which he was. Yeah. We talked about that. He was going to make five mil, and we were wondering if that was going to be worth it in this free agent market. The Mets turned it into three bodies, like you just mentioned. And on the Mets' side of that, they were looking for, and it sucks that this was uh, – kind of a baseball phrase that you need nowadays to survive. The Mets needed MLB kind of quadruple gate quadruple A guys they could call up. And uh Yesney and Reed Foley kind of are those guys. So they give the Mets when their injuries hit or if you need a guy to come into the bullpen for 10 games or whatever it is, you have guys that have pitched at the MLB level and they can come do that for you. So I think for the Mets this is really good if they didn't have anything else they could do with Mats 
they kind of tapped him out. I, I like it for and, the Mets. Uh, but I do mm. like it for the Blue Jays. You take a flyer on a lefty that can twirl it, and, hey, he's going to go there with Robbie Ray, who's been striking dudes out from the left side for a year. Ryu, he's got some tricks up his butt. Well, what if I, I say know. this? I like this as a – I think the value somewhat makes sense here. Maybe maybe the Blue Jays could have gotten, like, a prospect with Mets. I, I, maybe not. They took on all the money. I don't know. But the Blue Jays, I would still like them to be in – on Odorizzi or or Paxton. If their yeah. pitching isn't done, we're not happy. Yes, yeah, so if this is the final yeah. pitching rotation move, because they're they're like they're saying their lineup's amazing now. Like go go supplement that. Don't be the Angels. Go get some more starters. Uh, a little bit on these guys that are going to the Mets. Sean Reed Foley. He started some games in 18, started some games in 19. They put him in the pen in 2020. He plays better as a reliever. Uh, as far as the numbers say, he does not have a third pitch at all. He's fastball slider. He tried to throw the changeup as a starter, and it just got crushed. And, Jim, this is going to be – I think Trev might think this is kind of mean. He looks like a reliever. He's a reliever. He's he looks him. like he, a reliever. I, that was, I had that in my notes. I knew you were going to agree with me. Dude's got a funny mustache, and he's tatted up. He looks like a reliever. He's born to come out of the pen. Yes, that guy's not – yeah. <laughs> Trev, I think Trev's Google. I got to look him up. Now. Yeah. yeah, look him up. He looks like Sean Reed Foley. Sean Reed Foley. First pitcher from Galway. Guam? That's not true. None of that's true. <laughs> Interested to see Trev's reaction. He was, he's, he was first pitcher from Guam. He was born, How in, about that? born in Guam. First pitcher to ever make the big leagues. That was born in Guam. Second Big leaguer to ever be born from Guam. The other guy was, I wrote it down somewhere because I did so much research for this episode, John Hatig, mm. who was a hitter for the Blue Jays. So this is going to be the first time a player from born in Guam plays for a team not called the Blue Jays. Did you see pictures? He looks like a reliever, Trev, yes or no? I wouldn't trust him. Like, <laughs> that's a reliever. That's- yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. I mean, I don't know about. I'm not talking about in a baseball game. I maybe I'll trust him in the back end of a baseball game, but I wouldn't trust him just like around my wallet or something like that. Oh my God! Oh wow, tattooist. Tough. I don't even see tattoos. Am I following? Uh, I guess I'm only looking at headshots, so that makes sense. But you see the mustache. Yeah, it's the smile for me that does it. It's very like mischievous. Yeah. Well, mm. he looks like a reliever. And I don't know what the Mets are going to use him as. If they want to go pull him, put him in the reliever role, they might just stash him in AAA. Two of the guys that the Mets got uh, that Jake talked about, Yenzi Diaz and Sean Reed Foley, are 40-man guys. They both make their big leagues, but they have options, so they can start the year in AAA. Up and down. Yeah, Yenzi definitely will. He only appeared in one game. He actually replaced Sean Reed Foley in a game when they both got kind of beat up by that? the Orioles, I want to say. And then the other kid is a Rule Five eligible guy, so they, so they, I mean, he can get picked up if he doesn't crack the forty man. And the Blue Jays traded him away because maybe he was going to get picked up next year in the Rule Five. Um, so there you go. But wait, yeah, I, I just looked up where Guam was. Holy, he lived there, born there. Is that like military? I'm, don't uh, know. It could be. I guess it could be. It's a territory. I, literally. It's a U.S. territory, so yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Never would have guessed that. I thought Guam was like uh, Central America, Latin America. No, no, Guam is in the middle of the ocean. Some stuff in the Pacific. Yeah. Like, what's going on <laughs> out there? Love the Pacific. Great ocean. Favorite ocean? Yeah, Cali guy. Does it have good Yelp readings? 
ratings? Guam or the Pacific Ocean? The Pacific Ocean. That's a thing. People rate oceans on Yelp. I'm just saying. How many oceans have you swam in? I don't know. A lot. A couple. How many? I'm a two. Jake's got two. He's got Pacific and Atlantic. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I got to think, like, where where have I been swimming? The okay. Gulf is not an ocean. The Mediterranean Sea is not an ocean. Big facts out of you today. Um, Weasel, ocean. Have you seas. been to the Indian Ocean? No, haven't been in the Indian Ocean. I have, in your face. So, the North Pacific, South Pacific, I think I've been... You I haven't swam in the Arctic Pacific. Ocean? No. I'd like to do that. And have you swum in the I Southern Ocean? I'm a two ocean? guy, and I'm actually disappointed in myself that I'm a two guy. So I have the most ocean swimming on the show? Yeah. BBD? Is that the Australian guy two in you? Yeah. Yeah. It's because I went right. Australia. Indonesia, swimming the Indian Ocean. Got offered to buy a baby. Very sad. Mm. Mm. So I like this trade, and now the Mets also made another move, which moves on to the, moves us into the reliever portion of of today's episode. Can we talk about a couple old guys with some ugly slots they release from? Raise your kids to be a lefty or throw funky. No, Trev's, oh, don't, don't. Trev's no poo-pooing that. The Mets also brought in Aaron Loop. So I think the Mets bullpen has gone from an issue to it's either neutral or a little above neutral at this point. Um, Aaron Loop's good. I'd like them to put Reed Foley out there. He was decent out of the pen. He doesn't have a third pitch right now. What? He's a reliever. And he looks like a reliever. Uh, they got Batances still. This this guy replaces Wilson on their roster. He's a lefty. I mean, we saw Loop look gross, and we had no confidence in him in the postseason. I have been fully brainwashed by Aaron Loop. He looked so gross last year that I he's got the Tampa Magic question, Jimmy. Trevor May, Miguel Castro, also in the Mets bullpen. I, I kind of I'm starting to like their bullpen. I, I don't think it's a hindrance anymore at all, and it was a sore, sore spot for them. Dude, it's uh, it just starts getting into that range where you where you start valuing guys. You've you've moved some guys down the peg in the bullpen that it's like Familia as your fifth option, Patances as your fourth. If one of those guys figures it out, they can be lights out. I still think Patances could be the second. Um, Seth Lugo in a flex role for them still. Um, man, if they if they do the Bauer nuke move, I mean this this is a very real team. And I, I think last year when we were doing PPPs, we said if the Mets roster was the Phillies, we would have liked them a lot more, but it's Metsy as it getsy. This year I think it's a better team. And it's kinda like, damn, is this gonna be real? Well, we also have Yankees signing O'Day. And that's kind of their Ottavino mm. replacement. Remember we were telling you, Trev, that they used Otto as a Rugi, a righties outs only guy. Well, mm-hmm. and he was making seven million. Well, now they bring in O'Day, who is a, a righty outs only guy. And yes. he's only he's making two million, so it's a straight trade right there uh, for O'Day. O'Day and Britain teaming up again in the bullpen mm. from their Oriole days. Do you have anything on either of these guys? Uh, look, yeah, Loop totally changed uh, the way I thought about him last year uh, when we saw him down the stretch with the Rays uh, in the playoffs. I don't know if he was as good. Had some maybe like an outing where he wasn't, but I no, no, man, his, I wouldn't his like twenty twenty playoff high situations. His twenty twenty playoff numbers: gross. nine games, five point one innings, um, 
No, no, not nine games. Yeah, nine games. He allowed a run in one of the nine games he appeared in. Okay. Again, I wouldn't like if I'm, he's on my team, and this is no shot at him. I, you know, I'm sorry that I'm saying this. I'm just being honest here. I wouldn't like to see him in a high leverage situation. Um, we said that about O'Day too. Jake and I were like, this guy, we're not going to feel confident in this guy just because not hard throwing bullpen guys always make de- me feel that way. I, I will say it depends on who's up. Like, dude, obviously they're. I don't know about O'Day. Loop has been better against lefties. Uh, he's not bad against righties, but in those situations, man, you'd really hope he's up against a lefty um, that doesn't like a slider. And then with um, O'Day, you really hope he's up against a righty because left-handers, I don't know what the numbers are. I just know that in my baseball experience that left-handers love sidearm right-handed pitchers. It's not as insane as you think it would be. I mean, career, he has a righties, a 549 OPS. I mean, that's dominant. Lefties are 710. I mean, you normally, for for a sidewinding guy like that, you normally expect that to be like 810 or something like that. But he, um, And he's, he's a little different. The Ron Darling... Uh, friend of the pod, kind of, likes Trevor Plouffe's takes. He said something interesting during this playoffs that I asked you guys because I, I just thought it was a weird way to look at it. He, sa- he said, veteran pitchers, they get better against the splits as they go because they've battled against it more. Darren O'Day has been sure. battling against lefties for... 15 years now that he's got his game plan to get lefties out. So I don't know. I'm interested to see how the Yankees use him. I think they're going to use him exactly like Adovino, mm-hmm. like, like we've said. Um, but yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting when you're slinging 88 mile per hour fastballs and there's going to be Devers at the plate or something like that. We're going to have a couple nervous moments. I will say for some people that might be confused, like I thought the three batter minimum eliminated the Rugie and the Lugie. It's, I'm using that term. I should maybe change it a little bit because it's it's more that if the manager sees the lane, which means the next three guys coming up are three righties, okay, that's Darren O'Day's inning. Bang. Doesn't care if it's the sixth, seventh, or eighth. Let's put him out here. Uh, whereas uh, Britain will be more, okay, there's two lefties coming up in the, uh, the next three. Let's use Britain. Like, that's more how they see it now and use it yeah. now. Uh, then one. They, they can also end, they can also end the inning with one of these guys, bring yeah. him in end the inning. But I will say, Loop and O'Day, and I'm kind of I have a maybe a old school opinion on those guys because they don't throw like a typical sidearm guy used to. You really expect a sink out of that guy with the, like a frisbee slider. But both those guys have kind of figured out how to get that rising trajectory on the ball, and that makes them different and makes them tougher to hit. O'Day's um, O'Day's release point is really funky. I I think I at first I was mentally picturing Chad Bradford, because um, he Chad Brad came underarm, scraping knuckles. He almost comes across his body that it's like uh, he releases it from the middle. It's it's a really it's a funky look. It's a it's a tough at bat, man. I was gonna pull up a random video. Random so video. See. Darren O'Day ball to Gio Urshela. Wow, Blue Jay Gio Urshela. That's like rare, huh? Yeah. Thoughts, Jim? On that uh, pitch? Not much. It's just kind of basic. During Darren O'Day's all-star season, he had uh, an 11-game scoreless streak that Trevor was a big part of the rally that ended that. Ooh, producer. What did he do, get hit by pitch? It was August 21st, 
Fielder's choice. He had a single, a bloop single. Wow. Sonoda second. A few guys scored. They were down 3-1 at the time. They took a 4-3 lead in the inning. Did you read the word bloop, or is that your interpretation of it? Uh, I read an article. It was Trevor Plouffe. In a bloop single and like the Who wrote triangle that? of death. We're taking down the them down. Line. I'm also, look, I just looked it up. I'm three for seven against the guy. He's beaten me one time. So on base percentage of five hunch. Sorry. You know, whatever. I battled. As a righty against <laughs> that against that type of pitcher. Can I get Can't that on the sound? Thank you, BBD. Can I get that on the soundboard, BBD? I battled. Yeah, I did. I battled. That's all we get. That's all we ask, man. Okay, uh, Jimmy's going for it now. I'm, Are you I'm, looking for the bloop? I, I, yeah, because I'm. I'm trying to have Trev's back here. I just don't. It's probably a bloop, dude. I'm not no. like no, no, Trev, no. I hit but there's too. there's two kinds there's, of bloop. It could have been a flare, and I think the writer's yes. jobbing you. So I, I have your back here. I'm finding it. I have it pulled up. Sorry that the people can't watch it, and neither can we because it's from there's no video footage. For, I don't think that game was ever televised. This says Trevor Plouffe singles on a pop up to right fielder Gerardo Parra, deflected by second baseman Jonathan Scope. <laughs> mm, thank you, Scopey. That doesn't bode well for this bloop, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's wait, dude. <laughs> I'm okay that, with it being for a me. Bloop, that's baby, a hot that's shot. A, yeah, I interpret that as hot shot to second. The I've got that description a, from the article I read before. This is by Jeff Seidel. Okay, maybe a new friend, maybe a new enemy. OJ you know? started the inning by walking Miguel Sano, who moved to second when Trevor Plouffe blooped a ball just inside the right field line. Orioles second baseman Jonathan Scope and right fielder Gerardo Parra both raced to the ball but couldn't make the play. Scope says it nipped his glove, which put the Twins in a good spot. I mean, I remember it. I remember it. It was an absolute blooper. Texas leaguer fisted down the right field line, one hundred percent. Tarp shot. Guess what? Guess hey, Jeff. That's what you do against sidearms. You stay inside the ball. You. And I mean, he's just describing it. Gerardo Parr is a world class defender. So I mean, the fact he couldn't get there, I. That's a hit, babe. Scoop couldn't scoop it. Hands inside, baby. All right, these two moves by the Mets, the match trade, um, the loop signing, going with a cheaper reliever, uh, and then clearing Matt's numbers. You know, if they wanted to sign Wilson or another big reliever, they could have spent more money. A lot of people are interpreting this, that they are saving up to get Bauer. BBD read something that's blown his mind. He had to cover. Uh Uh-oh. So Day had a quote after the game. Oh, Day oh, had no. a quote about it. Oh no! Okay, leadoff walk is never good. Oday said, so that's not good. Then Trevor Plouffe hits a ball. He didn't hit it hard. Could have been caught. Just in a tough spot, and that happens. Then I can't hit Tory Hunter to load the bases. Okay, I'm okay with that. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's fine. I thought I that was gonna, just that part. Thought it was going to okay. take a south turn. They didn't smoke yeah, any okay. balls, but that's baseball, and it happens. Made some good pitches, but it didn't turn out. Yeah. So it's a, it's a quote you wouldn't good, like hearing post-game. Yeah. Good pitches, game. better swings. Yeah. I uh, So I think Bauer and the Mets is a real deal. I, I do subscribe to that. I think the Dodgers, I think it's like – I think it's like Mets on a three-year huge deal or Dodgers on a one- or two-year huge deal. The Angels are out. I, I was reminded by Rosenthal and the baseball reporters how much he hates Mickey Calloway. And if he does go to the Angels, I think they'd have to fire Mickey Calloway. So that was like a bomb in my brain. I was like, I wish someone told me that before we all made our predictions on the winter meetings live show. Because I, honestly, if someone reminded me Mickey Calloway was the pitching coach, I would have said, oh, no way. Um, but the Mets are making moves. Both Cohen's. 
followed him on Twitter. Mm. So that's something. I've I've kind of been on this from the start. Trev started getting a taste. Now you're here. Interested to see. I still now I'm starting to talk myself into the Dodgers a little bit because I just think that would be dropping it on the table and saying Padres were like real nice offseason, guys. Real nice. Here's the Cy Young winner. Um, but dude, I I think for the Mets, I I was on Bauer McCann, so I'll I'll stick with it. I think. And, I mean, that would just be full-tilt excitement for the Mets. That's a team you don't want to play. And, I mean, it's per- he he announced that, you know, he wants his platform to get launched. And, I mean, New York ain't a bad place to do it. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. Do we think Do we think it's going to, like, sneak up to spring training? Do we think it's, it's about to crack soon? No. I don't know, man. He's trying to announce it his, his own way, so. You know what, though? Okay. How do you say this without being a hater? Mm. The Just embrace the story. hate. Just embrace it. No, because you know I am a fan of momentum and new media, and nice player media, us. and like we've done stuff with Bauer. Bauer's done stuff with us, and I appreciate all of that. It's a the decision by LeBron. That's the best basketball player, debatably, debatably ever. I'm not getting into that debate, but it is debated often if he's the best ever, right? If anyone in basketball could make a show about announcing where they're going to go, it would be LeBron. He did it, and he gets ridiculed to this day for doing it in that manner. And if there was anyone that could, it would be LeBron. So I just like I, I I'm a little like yeah, tread light, a little lightly on this Bauer. Like don't don't throw yourself a party with an announcement video. I don't I like it, but I'm also weary of it because I think look how people still. Bash the decision, and this? we're like ten years out. Let's do the spin zone. We, I think we have a YouTube channel now. What if if this was us? If we were in Bowers' camp, what would what would our advice be to him? Uh, Just like be, a, do a like social a media. Like don't don't be like a week out, five days out, four days out. We're three days out. We're two days out. Okay. Ten hours, eight hours, which I think they may do because they kind of play into all that gimmicky stuff. Build it up. I would just drop a tweet. You know who had the best retirement post of all time? Marshawn Lynch, when he just tweeted out a picture of his cleats hanging on telephone wires. Yeah. It was the best retirement announcement I've seen by a player. The MJ, then, I'm back but then, he, but then he came back. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but still, he's that's still, that's still played. And that's Marshawn. He can do anything. Yeah, no, I love I'm, it. I'm, he can do whatever he wants. I'm with you. I think it's just the best video would be like Trevor Bauer, and he just like... Puts on the hat and a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I have no problem with him doing whatever he wants with his own media. I agree. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, but he he kind of embraces the hate already. So, yeah. Haven't you heard his song? Back then, uh, you thought I wasn't cool. Now all the girls drool. It's not like that, he, but it's just as good as that. <laughs> Back it's then, like was that. a diamond in the rough. Growing up invisible. Life was kind of tough. But now I shine in all I do. Sup? There might be people that don't know that this is a real song, so we'll just play it. We can play it on for the outro today. <sighs> That's all we really got. Tanaka goes back to Japan on a really cheap deal, uh, a one-year deal. So maybe he tries to this. come back. I love the whole the whole story about that. Why he had multiple? He had other offers for more money. He told the Yankees he wanted X amount of money. He told other teams he wanted more money than that, and and then he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go home and pitch for this team and 
kind of go full circle. Like it's it's a cool story, man. He came over and did it at the highest level, was successful at the highest level, and then he just went back home, man. It's like you don't see a ton of success stories like that. Guys coming over, so I'm happy for him. Respected his contract, didn't opt out, didn't leverage the Yankees, opted in after 2017 for the last two years. Um, as as a, a lot of money, right? A lot of money. As a fan, he was as easy to root for, I think, as possible. I'm um, talking about like personality and off the field and on the field, like light switch guy uh, on the mound, in, aggressive, um, screaming, yelling, perfectionist, hitting himself in the head with missing spots. Every fly ball, he'd swear at himself just because they put the ball in the air and he did not want that. Even if it was a lazy pop up to left field, you'd see him just cursing himself out in the mound. Just really easy to root for, and then as silly as hell in the dugout with his buddies. His career's still going. I mean, he's one of the top pitchers, so I he might come back next year. This might be a one-year deal, get away from corona and COVID, come back when things sort it and see if anyone's going to give him real money again because he just signed a one-year deal with the Rakuten Eagles. I don't hate it. I love Tanaka. Would be a fun storyline. Big fan of Tanaka. Tank. Yeah. Hot. I was going to say something else about him, but I forgot. Good fielder. Are we really going to have to talk about the Hall of Fame? We have to do no, that? No, no. I, no. I don't. No one got – I was just going to say it at the end. No one got into the Hall of no Fame. got in. And here's Trevor Bauer. <laughs> and then the Mets promoted Zach Scott to acting GM. Good. Alderson's doing everything. Uh, Wilson Ramos, one year, $2 million to the Tigers. Squeeze it, kid. Another catcher off the board. He's so thick. The Buffalo. He's so thick. I saw him when he was like 16 years old, absolutely crushing balls in Fort Myers. And he's when he should have made a lot more money. Talk about timing, dude. Worst timing ever. Like what, like a week left in the season. He into his platform year, he was having a great year and he hurt himself. There, uh, fan graphs who I've, who have constantly been checking and using their, their estimates. They thought he was going to get the second most money at catcher or third. After McCann this year, yeah, after Real Muto and McCann, yeah, All right. <clears throat> I mean, seriously, when he was a young guy, I mean, you move and everything, he had everything—the arm, the power, everything going for him. And he, I mean, he put up good numbers. I got to look it up right now, but I know he did. Thick. Got a doubt, David? Did you have some? Yeah, I mean, that might be the third most of catchers. Has anyone beaten that yet? Two mil. Suzuki get that? Let's see. Yeah, one and a half, I think. Roman got one and a half. Ooh. I mean, they expected him to get like they two for ten. More than that, but Let me see. Might have gotten the rankings right. Rankings. No, yeah. At the end of 2016, Wilson, all-star. He had MVP votes. He won the silver slugger and then had that injury at the end of the season. So they pr- took that small deal with the Rays. Castro got seven mil. They projected years. Wilson Ramos to get two for twenty. Oof. He got one for two. <laughs> That's bad. Uh and Zunino got one for three. So he's the fifth. So hey, go tiger up. Don't sleep on the tigers. Never do it. Ray, my guy. Trav, last words before we hit it to Bauer. Send it to Bauer. I'm gold now because I shine and all I do like a 24 karat diamond ring for your boo. I 
I was beaten up in school, I was bullied, called a fool. Now I got slobber on my feet, cause all the females wanna drool. Uh, Swooning over me, now they deem that I'm worthy. But these bees are so confused, they're crossing I's and dotting T's. Call it mean that I've been seen, laughing cause they're blotting tears. No more plotting, cause I'm plotting your revenge on those revered. Yeah. Maybe this is corny, but you should peel your ears and be ready to adhere to the next words you're gonna hear. Uh, yes, my name is Trevor. Yeah. We did grow up together, had no time for me back then. So the bridge had broken, severed, and I'll never cross again. Say so you've changed, but you would never, ever, ever in a million years be clever enough to leverage me back. Fact is that I hate this, but I put up with a diamond in the rough. Uh, now I'm just a diamond, yeah, I'm ruffling your feathers. Better duck and soldier flying in reverse this time, and I got no sympathy for you, so just quit your crying. Back then was a diamond in the rough, baby, growing up invisible, my life was sure tough. I'm gold now, cause I shine and all I do, like a 24 karat diamond ring for your boo. But See you guys. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us.